Hi, this is Colin from Worse in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show, and we get in some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worse in the Industry are our own, and in no way are representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network or Planet Ant as an organization, even when we're right. Yell at us, not them. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Justin, I'm just glad that your instincts will get us all killed one day. So I'm I'm glad that you have those. Yeah, I'm glad Justin that does, we're gonna does be on a road trip. Movie thing. Yeah, let's investigate. You know what? I think a good idea. I heard a child crying outside. Let's split up and look for clues. Why don't we go into the running car? No, let's go into the chainsaw. Why garage. don't we go into the basement? Let's look in the basement first, and then let's go straight to the attic from the basement. I want zero points of exit. All right, Daphne and Velma, I need you two to split. I am Velma, because yes, I'm the thick are, one in the Tyler's group. Tyler's the pretty. Tyler's the Tyler pretty one. Tyler is the face, which and makes you're... you Scooby. Yeah, that's fine. What, you, you don't think I would like life better as a dog? Especially a dog that... That dog doesn't have any fucking responsibilities. I would love to be Scooby-Doo. I would kill I feel like he Scooby-Doo. keeps Shaggy alive. I feel like that's his responsibilities. He takes care of Shaggy. Man, fuck that old stoner! Would you look who it is? It's the listeners. Hello, it's listeners. The... Oh, they're at the window. Yep, hey. they're listening in tapping on, on the glass right now. They're they big have, they have dead eyes. Into our wire. Uh, hey, hi, hello, yep. and welcome back once in. again to another episode of Worst in the Industry, the show where uh, this raccoon, joined by uh, a sh- newly shaven bear uh, and a sphinx cat, uh, because he is both hairless and lithe, uh, attempt to uh, meow our our stream washed truths with my tiny little grabby hands. I don't know the. We're kind of like animals. That's the joke. I'm the raccoon, Justin St. Peter, to my left. I'm Colin Stanley, to my left. You finally got that peanut butter out of his Meow, mouth. it's me, Tyler. Meow. meow to you, sir. It's meow, meow. Uh, I appreciate meow. Tyler for giving me the example of Sphinx Cat, because originally I was just going to call him a naked mole rat. I think Tyler is, is more of a both, Siamese. He's lean and hairless. I think he's more of a Siamese cat because no, he's from. Awesome. He's the hairless like part lives. is important, <laughs> Colin. He's a, it, he's a Siamese have very. Tyler's not hairless. He has very short hair. He's very fine hair, like a Siamese. No, no, he's pretty hairless. Everywhere else, yeah, like like a China doll, like a China, like a like a little porcelain man. That, you know, I recently uh, I recently shaved my head, and I shaved my beard uh, down into a mustache. So I do look like. Um, like a, a police union representative, uh, but just the one, the only one that doesn't beat their wife. Yeah, you um, start screaming about reverse racism. Exactly. And speaking of law enforcement, that's kind of what today's episode is about. Um, we're specifically, we're not police department. We're not, you know, there's a lot to go into. <laughs> but yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. That yeah, if we were listen, a different guys, podcast, we are, and we we're gonna get incredibly there. listen. Thin blue line, blue lives matter. Like you know. Okay. Ignorant shitheads lick lick boots on every you. single cop. Commit Sudoku. Um, we are incredibly pro cop here on this pod. If you I, haven't been able to find that out already, yourselves, <laughs> listeners, I'm pro cop, and by that I mean I'm pro you stealing things. You should cop everything you find. Uh, but yeah, no, you know what? Yeah, steal everything. Crime steal. more. Why don't people. you commit crimes? Do more crimes. In the words we, of my we, old man, it's only illegal if you get caught. Exactly. Alrighty. But well, yeah, even today that, it's not even illegal if you get caught. Is cocaine illegal? No. Yes. I don't think yes. It is. No. Yes. <laughs> we literally yes. looked this up. Tyler and I were convinced that it was not illegal to to have poppies, but it but it like and cultivate them, and it was only illegal if you turned it into opium. And then uh, immediately one of our friends pulled up 
like the law is like actually it's illegal to own the seeds it's illegal to have them on your property it's illegal to plant them and it's illegal to cultivate them into flowers like you can't do that no, all of it's because illegal. we're trying to figure out a way what to make I'm saying yes, 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 What yes, I'm yes, saying yes. is cocaine okay. isn't illegal to somebody like, I don't know, um, Bill Mitchell. And cocaine's not illegal to him. But if somebody wants to freebase some, some uh, cocaine and crack and they're uh, the black community, then yes, cocaine is illegal. But it's not illegal to everybody. So is it? Well, eh, mandatory minimums. But anyway, eh. let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, so I titled this episode, I have two working titles and I want you guys to... Uh, throughout the episode, I just want you to reflect back on them and think about which one is more appropriate. So the first one is Police, the Gauntlet about the Fist of Capital, or RoboCop. It's already happening. That one. That one. Yeah, that was that was what I thought was better too. <laughs> um, all right. So RoboCop was cool. RoboCop. The concept of a RoboCop is horrifying. The film is very cool. Yeah, it's that's Paul Verhoeven is great. Dick. Top tier. Alpha rapist. Identified. All of my Bang. favorite movies involve people getting shot in the dick. All my favorite movies involve Red Foreman from that 70s show. That's um, not true. Boy, Jimmy Neutron's Boy Genius does not have anybody getting shot in the dick. Alrighty. Oh, shit. So, I forgot about that one. That's, uh, how did you not know that that was my fa- favorite film, Tyler? Of course, that's my favorite piece of cinema. Wait, doesn't Sheen get shot in the dick in that one? No. Oh, yeah. It's right after the D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets right a after bullet. Normandy landings, <laughs> right after they CGI animated kids run off into MG43 fire. I'm losing the thread. Colin, you want to take? I've been trying. I've been trying to segue into the episode. Yeah, I right keep getting cut off. Scene. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> so, for many privileged people, the illusion that a police officer, if not your friend, is at least a neutral agent of the law, has been pretty thoroughly debunked. As, you know, the terror that's inflicted against marginalized communities has just been made increasingly more and more public as time goes on. And it's harder and harder for people to pretend that it's not happening. Um, although we at Worst of the Industry abhor the specific policies and politicians that have fed this militarized police state uh, and our comrades into it, um, that is not what this episode is about. No, we'll talk about Dan Grossman later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, today, we're going to cover specific instances where the police are transparently exposed to be what uh, they were created to be, essentially. Um, the gauntlet about the fist of capital. More plainly, modern mercenary companies that only serve and protect the interests of their corporate paymasters. So, uh, for the sake of your tooth enamel, We'll start small. The audiences or yours, Colin? I don't have any left. Yay, time to talk. I about got a bunch of frayed raw nerves in my mouth. Brush up against her. I'm like a big beluga fucking whale. I got bristles to catch Krillin, but they're all bleeding, ragged threads of nerves. I love how the police are just a paramilitary organization for the I like. Bitter. I like how, you know... Uh, there's this little, there's this little pretty obscure band. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, and I'm, I'm a big fan of their music. I, they're like little band out of England. They're part of like that early like post punk, like new wave movement. Uh, you probably haven't heard of. It. They're called the Police, and they're the only version I'm a fan of. <laughs> yeah. And even then, it's, it's not. Just I mean, a castaway. Anyway, he sounds like he's singing without teeth. Anyway, <laughs> except when he sings Roxanne, then it sounds like he's singing with a. <laughs> sounds like a fucking parrot. You do not do not. It's he sounds like he has a f- thick Jamaican accent in Roxanne. He's like, you don't have to turn on the red light. Yeah, Nobody you know talks like that, Sting. Nobody talks like that. But then Sting doesn't talk like that. He exactly. only sings like that. He sings like he had some sort of like minor hearing disability when he was a child, and he learned English wrong. Yeah, he was English. There, exactly. Pedophile Island. Um, <laughs> as listeners are sure to know at this point, and as we touched upon in our interview with the Amazon's Avery Bernard, uh, earlier this year, uh, Amazon used Bessemer, Alabama's police department as hired muscle in their unlawful union-busting efforts. Um, Amazon paid uh, off-duty police officers to basically stake out their parking lots and... Uh, 
and harass incoming and outgoing workers, which officers on scene admitted was not in service to any particular law. Um, and they did this by stopping and questioning folks arbitrarily, much in the same vein as uh, the NYPD's infamous stop and frisk policy, where anybody going in and out is going to be questioned. They questioned organizers. They asked for counts of how many people were involved, when, what times they were going to be there. Um, all the while coordinating and working with Amazon, which is a huge violation of labor law <laughs> um, because it affects union organizing. Um, now, additionally, officers would, quote unquote, warn uh, organizers, journalists and workers alike to not step off the sidewalk mm, uh, as a way to th them in the face with a tear gas canister. <laughs> no, no, they they were doing that in other places that we'll oh, talk right. about. Uh, but basically, they did this as a way to threaten a trespass arrest. Basically, uh, a lot of these companies, they when they work with these police departments, they will set up very clear definitions as to this is my property, this is when I, I'm going to allow somebody on it. And basically, if anybody were to step off the sidewalk, they would be swarmed by police and you know tackled, arrested, and probably not held on a charge and usually the companies don't press these charges but sometimes they do when they're feeling extra punitive um now this same method of selective law enforcement where they are taking taking an instance of a law and applying it very narrowly to benefit a company uh, actually led to the death of a striking john deere worker in late october um because the threat of these trespass arrests and, and i feel like it goes without mentioning or it should go without mentioning uh, when you're arrested, your fucking life is, you know, more often than not fucking ruined. You get fired from your job. You, you know, you can miss out on rent if they impound your car. Most people can't afford to get their car out of an impound lot. Cash it is bail. a fucking racket. Cash bail. Obviously, all these racist, um, classist policies that destroy people's lives through just tiny, negligible interactions with the police. Um, so the threat of that, uh, and because... John Deere at the time was not allowing uh, their, their striking UAW members um, to park near the complex. And because uh, companies like this gut uh, infrastructure, um, they had to walk along a main road without any sidewalks. And because of that, um, a John Deere worker was struck and killed by a passing car. Um, when he shouldn't have been walking there in the first place, he shouldn't have been forced to. But because the police were representing this imminent threat of arrest, he was forced to, which led to his death. Uh, it's very fucking sad. Um, it's very upsetting. Um, and it could have been completely avoided. Um, now, despite the efficacy of these tactics, and honestly, if we're, if we're speaking plainly, because of how effective they were at uh, preventing uh, you know, union organizers from getting a, a, a majority yes vote out of the workers at Amazon, uh, the NLRB... Uh, the National Labor Relations Board has actually thrown out uh, the Bessemer Warehouse election. Um, they, they, they've basically stated that Amazon was blatantly uh, flouting pre-election rulings by the regional NLRB uh, office and, the, and their hearing officer. And then during the election, acted inappropriately in a way to Im intimidate voters to influence the election. Um, and so because of that, the election results have been thrown out. Uh, Amazon does have a period of time to appeal. Uh, they have a deadline of December 13th. Um, but barring a successful appeal, um, the Bessemer Warehouse is going to get another vote uh, as to whether or not they want to unionize um, and join the retail, wholesale, and department store union. Um, even if they plan on proceeding with the appeal, the vote could still happen, depending on how quick organizers can get this turned around. Um, it's due so, to have they initiated an appeal yet. Uh, as far as I've seen, I haven't seen uh, any any evidence that they've initiated their appeal process, and I haven't seen any evidence that um, organizers have set up a new date for the election. Um, but the the articles that I've read about this literally came out yesterday, so um, it's it's a pretty recent development. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we wish them luck. We hope uh, we hope they get their union. Um, yeah. Solidarity. Solidarity. And uh, with that brief moment of a hope. Now it gets darker. So and back to the sun. Back in the slop and the shit in the muck where we belong. 
Uh, Where we do our best. You want to pretend pretend like we don't deserve this. That's hilarious. Um, so the Canadian oil and gas company, Enbridge, uh, as covered in part four of our oil series, uh, has, in the service of their monstrously destructive Line 3 pro- uh, pipeline project, uh, contracted police departments across Michigan and Minnesota to surveil, brutalize, and arrest protesting water protectors. Um They've done that specifically with the Grand Rapids Police Department that worked in conjunction with uh, surrounding counties and their police. And they've done that uh, in, you know, uh, multiple counties all through Minnesota that cover uh, the the Line 3 route, essentially. Um, not yeah, so, so basically, they're, they're working with dozens of police departments um, in, ef- in a concerted effort to fight people who are protesting uh, Line 3. Um, now... Unlike Amazon, Enbridge is not content to simply pay government officials to show up and selectively enforce the law. Uh, Enbridge has explicitly directed police in who to observe, where to observe, how Enbridge would like them to react, and even gone as far as to coordinate intelligence gathering and patrol routes with the police department. They, They are not acting as law enforcement. They're not acting... To prevent crimes from happening, they are they are acting as a security force that is literally taking orders from Enbridge. Um, they send letters to the police laying out the exact laws that they want applied and where they want them applied, um, which I have a link to. We can post in the show notes. Um, and they they literally there there's a line. Uh, this comes a lot of this comes from a uh, a Guardian piece um, about uh, basically what we're talking about here, uh, Enbridge uh, contracting these police departments where um, two uh, Michigan cops uh, followed cars and then reported literally in their in their notes after they followed them and questioned them and then didn't detain them or ticket them because they were literally just following them because Enbridge had paid them to do it, mm-hmm. uh, said that they were believed to be uh, rally attenders, like literally written that in their notes. So it's very explicit that there is a political motive um, behind what Enbridge is doing and a, a monetary motive for these police departments. Yeah, um, they're clearly being, uh, to use the, the capitalist term, incentivized uh, <laughs> to act in the, the interest uh, of nobody but these companies. Oh, like, very it cannot be stressed enough that this is not in a benefit to the public of whatsoever. Like, whatsoever, it does not even really benefit the police departments all that much because they're getting fucked as much as the rest of us, except for monetarily. And, um, and this is, I mean, this is exactly what we talked about uh, a long time ago in our Pinkerton episode. Where we talked about how, you know, there's these, there's these violent, um, you know, private security forces that are essentially doing the job of what law enforcement should be doing in some cases. Um, but that law enforcement is moving more towards that model because it's a better way to get them paid. And that law enforcement is one of the few public services that's still funded because not enough rich people have found an adequate way to outsource it. Um, This episode is essentially showing you that, well, they don't really need to outsource it anymore. You don't really need to worry about um, finding a private security firm that'll do this for you because you just pay the police to do it. Uh, And they'll fucking do it and they'll love to do it. These guys get excited to do it. They talk about it in their notes. They talk about it um, in conversations that are recorded. They enjoy this kind of work. They like getting to beat people up. They like getting paid. Um, you know, these guys are getting their lunches comped by Enbridge. Enbridge had to set up a an escrow account, which is a, basically an account that gets money put in and then automatically paid out because Minnesota um, doesn't allow uh, police officers to get paid um, for defending Line Three, they didn't think they should have to. Or they didn't think that the police departments should bear the cost of protecting Line Three from protesters, and so Enbridge had to set up a private account to just pay. Ah, so they just pay them like hitmen. Basically, yeah. they're they're mercenaries. Uh, yeah. You know, in this, the police are not acting as government employees, uh, but rather private security contractors that answer to the highest bidder. They are not. They these people are public servants by definition they work for the government directly you vote their bosses into office and yet they are not working for people they are not working for the government they're working for a private company 
and Enbridge, a foreign company, a Canadian entity, completely outside the United States, they are paying United States government employees. You know, if, if you want to be one of those paranoid fucking shithead Democrats who are like, Russia did pay X, Y, and Z. This is what you should be worried about. There is a foreign company paying government officials to do a job for them. That is, by definition, what you're freaking out about. We need it, a fucking wall on our northern border. Republicans want to say that, like, Democrats are shot through with, like, Chinese operators and shit. Guess what? There's a fucking Canadian company doing that. They're paying public officials. If that's what you're worried about, that's what's happening here. But you're not. They're not. So, of course. So this foreign company has paid over $2.4 million across all the police departments that they've contracted and worked with to have protesters shot with rubber bullets, to be maced, to have tear gas shot at them, to be beaten up, and in my opinion, probably most insidiously, besides obviously rubber bullets, which are fatal and can kill you. But Colin, they're non-lethal. They were developed by... um, death squads government sanctioned death squads uh uh, in the uk to kill irish people um Mm -hmm. and at the time they were like yeah this is basically the closest we can get to just shooting them with live ammo so well legally the only way they're allowed to shoot it at somebody is Is by bouncing it off the ground ground. Uh, Uh, cops no never never. do that and nobody cares protesters in portland they fucking killed with rubber bullets how many people like lost eyes got their skulls cracked open lost fingers there were more than a few in detroit during the height of the the protests in 2020 oh when Mm -hmm. they just literally rolled out like their big fucking like basically if you if you put a mounted gun on it it was a cannon it was a tank but they're giant fucking apcs rolling around like it literally like it's robocop yeah in the city that robocop is based in that's what i think is funny (laughs) That's that where is, I'm it, enjoying humor. It's hard to humor. ignore the irony. It's great. Yeah, I think they should, uh, th- those cops should Detroit become human, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh, oh there you go. Awesome. <laughs> there was a video game called Detroit. No, I know. Human. It's what, David it's, Cage's bad. Are you bad. saying they should become human? Or yes, quant- they should become human. Okay, yes. I was trying to, because all I could think of was the robots it's have funnier to stand when I have the back to explain of the bus. It. Yeah, that's fine. They have to stand at the back of the bus, Tyler. The, the game did. is the game is fun to play if you're high on edibles and know that it's bad. No, it's uh, not. David Cage is bad and shouldn't be allowed every, to make video games. He shouldn't be allowed to yeah, be. He, really he shouldn't should. be allowed Nobody to not be in prison. Publish this man, what the fuck? He's a sex criminal. Uh, <laughs> He's like Hideo Kojima if he had no talent. <laughs> yes, yes. I think yes, that's an is. unfair comparison. I think it's like it's more like George R. R. Martin if he had no, no. talent. No. It's like George R. R. Martin if George R. R. Martin tried to make a video game. You know what you know what he's like? He's like no, if <laughs> David it's Cage Dark Souls. <laughs> David Cage is like if Darren Aronofsky was a sexual predator who made video games. Wait. He's one of those things. Like Mother feels like a David Cage mm, adaptation. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noah feels like a game that David Cage would make. Oh, uh, God. I know, right? I never thought about it. <laughs> but uh, mo- most insidiously of what these cops are doing is something uh, that's referred to um, in the same vein of enhanced interrogation techniques as pain compliance techniques. Wow. Um, yes. I love torture. These words. Yeah, it's literally they, they fucking tack you to the ground, they handcuff you, or they detain you in some way, zip tie your fucking arms, and then they literally just jam their fucking fingers into joints and pressure points and put their full fucking piggy weight down on you. Um, there's there's actually a video, and I don't know if we're going to... We, we're probably just linked to it in the show notes, um, but it, it depicts people who were assaulted by police officers wa- working on Enbridge's behalf. Um, there's an audio clip of, of cops in there admitting that what they're doing is just to hurt people. And a lot of these people are suffering, like, some degree of nerve damage now. A lot of them have, you know, uh, you know, they were diagnosed with Bell's palsy when they went to the hospital because portions of their face are now paralyzed because of what these fucking pigs did to them. And we're paying for it. Yeah. Yep. And we're, guess what? We're Subsidized paying for it. The taxpayers tax are paying for this. They are paying for this through the tax breaks given to these companies. We're yep. paying for this. 
uh, through the budgets that get allotted to these police so that they're in a position and have the equipment to take these contracts from the from these uh, private companies. And we're paying for it because we elect the fucking people that allow this to happen. Yep, and billions of dollars of corporate subsidies. And- exactly. So multiple water protectors are still suffering from cases of basically indefinite nerve damage. They, they, a lot of these people, when they're diagnosed, they're like, well, it could go away or it could be permanent. And there's not a lot they can do about it. Because when you damage nerves, they don't always fucking work again. Nope. No, sometimes they just stop. And, and this is legalized. This is a, basically a legalized torture service bought by Enbridge. Yeah. So it's great. And, Trained and not, by our tax dollars. And the Israeli <laughs> Defense Force. The IDF. The IDF. Actually, and actually again, I don't think it was the IDF directly. I think it was like a different like uh, military group. But yeah, I'm, speaking, I'm sure they're, they're familiar associated. with killology. They're, yeah, affili- they're affiliated. What? Speaking of the IDF, <laughs> let's asshole. talk about today's yeah, sponsor. Dan Grossman, the IDF. fucking Let's talk about today's sponsor, psycho. Sabra Hummus. Sabra Hummus. Uh, the, I, the IDF. Uh, the Mujahideen. The brave uh, fighters of the Mujahideen. Those are our sponsors. I wish we could. Today, I wish we could sell merch for the Mujahideen. I'd hawk their merch. I mean, is there a copyright? <laughs> I'm sure they. We could get one for them. American. The, like, we'll hey, give listen. copyrights to anybody here in America. Mister Mujahideen. Mister um, Mujahideen. Mister Mister Mujahideen. I w- I would just like to let you know that we're huge fans of your work. We really love Rambo. We think that's a great movie. <laughs> Excellent film, Rambo. Excellent. Excellent film. This one is one dedicated to the brave fighters of the Mujahideen. <laughs> fucking Italian stallion, fucking meathead. Jesus Christ. Um, and, you know, speaking speaking of Canada, speaking of the Great White North, uh, we're going to look at TC Energy, an oil and gas company. And specifically, Yay. we're going to talk about Coastal Gas Link, which is their project uh, in British Columbia. You just ticked another one of my boxes for the one of the three companies that make up Canada. <laughs> the Corporation of Canada? The conglomerate that is Canada. Is three that, is corporations that in a trench coat, and the trench coat is free health care? Yeah, that's it. Uh, free health care, but they're like, there's a lot of... <laughs> we're going to put you on a wait list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, so the, ca- the Coastal Gas Link Project is a proposed fracked gas pipeline. Uh, that would carry fuel, uh, fossil fuels, specifically uh, gas that have been, uh, you know, extracted through fracking, an extremely um, destructive and ruinous method of pulling shit out of the earth that shouldn't be out of the earth in the first place. Uh, and it would carry... One day our crust will crumble and we'll be better off with it. It's fine. Just wa- drop, dr- let's just drop the, the western seaboard into the fucking ocean. Who cares? I mean, it's I like, California. I don't like Gavin Newsom. There's other parts. Anyway, it's like, mostly you know, California. Yeah, you know we can get rid of that. <laughs> I guess. I it. guess technically it is mostly California, isn't it? Just, Justin, just, just in the same way that California is mostly black people and Hispanic people. I guess you are right that the West Coast is mostly California. Well, yes. the nice, the nice part is we could also get rid of uh, Oregon and and Washington State, the two states that were made that were so racist that they didn't even want black people there as slaves. Yeah, uh, Portland's uh, city charter was literally written by uh, acting ma- uh, officers in the KKK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the Pacific Northwest, it, they didn't even want slaves there. That's how much they it's n- It is, they're like, we don't, I don't even want to see them working. Yep. I don't even want to, even if they're forced to, to do the them. job, I don't want to see them taking jobs. Exactly. It's great. I don't even want to own them. Yeah, and now they're just like, well, we got free weed, but black people still get to be in prison. But anyway, anyway, uh, this this proposed coastal glassing project would carry these fossil fuels through <gasps> British Columbia. Bless you. Bless you. Uh, with, would carry these fossil fuels through British Columbia to a processing facility on the Pacific coast. Um, the problem, other than being massively destructive to global climate and the local environment, uh, is that that pipeline, that proposed uh, coastal gas link pipeline, runs damn straight through uh, Wet'suwet'en territory. Now, the Wet'suwet'en are um, uh, one of the First Nation peoples uh, that have lived for thousands of fucking years in Canada, have traditions of culture and religion and governance that go back for thousands of fucking years. They were here long before any fucking white people 
ever showed up. It's um, also very much worth mentioning that the Wetsu at Sen have recognition this is the central meetings. argument justin you're talking about the central argument boss <laughs> this is an issue that is it's native issues are near and dear to my heart of course of course and uh i am gonna apologize because i've i've heard it said wetsuwetin and that's how i will say it and i'm sure it's wrong and i'm very sorry but that is how i've heard it pronounced yeah, I'm also not familiar with that area of indigenous language, so I'm not. I I what I you know what I'll say this, uh, would, after the the year after I was out of high school, I tried to teach myself, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Ojibwa. I tried to teach myself. I got a little bit of how consonants work, and a little bit of how vowels work, and then I stopped. Because I was like, this seems like it's not going to work out well for you, Colin. It seems like you're not going to get much out of this. Um, just digging through weird GeoCities sites for See, pronunciations. What we should do is we should do one of those uh, reverse, like, race reform schools like they did in Canada. And we'll send you to one to get you... They have those. They're called immersion schools. Yeah, yeah. There's a, we'll, there, send you, we'll send you to one of those. There's a... There, I can't remember who posted it, but I, I saw a tweet on Twitter where uh, this this mother was talking about dropping her uh, her son off at a Cree immersion school and that uh, when she was going back to her car, she heard over the intercom uh, like a Cree morning prayer and that she almost cried because she was so happy to hear it. Um, it's very, very emboldening. Yeah. Immersion schools are the opposite of, uh, of Catholic uh, rape schools that we normally put Native children in, um, where they, they're they only taught how to be raped and not be Native. So, oh, and play basketball. They learned that too. Yeah, a lot of basketball. <laughs> a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. Why basketball? Um, it's a also way to keep kids indoors and a, and not able to run very fast. Yeah, it's, they, they can't they, build they, the endurance to escape. Yeah, if you if you've seen the the Philip Seymour Hoffman film Doubt, there's a basketball team in that. Jim Thorpe was a famous native athlete. Yeah. Uh, Sherman Alexi also played basketball, I believe, but he wasn't a famous athlete. But he's yeah, a famous writer. He's, he's a famous writer. He's an author. He's a great author. He was a boxer, wasn't he? No, Jim Thorpe was. Uh, he was a runner and uh, he was a football he player. Oh no shit! Yeah. And so as as Justin was getting to, uh, before our brief tangent about Catholic just basketball rape, jumped uh, <laughs> Catholic basketball rape in 1997. Uh, the First Nations people, uh, I believe, including the Wet'suwet'en, but I feel there was a few other groups also included in that, uh, were actually recognized by the Canadian Supreme Court as having never signed a land treaty with any government nor ceding their land. Which, uh, in essence, this formalized um, the 8,500 square miles of their territory, of the Wet'suwet'en territory, as a sovereign entity separate from any Canadian or British governmental body or any local municipality. Similar to the way that reservations are, in essence, self-governed, but without the overarching federal system of monitorship and, um, like, resource uh, management that, you know, our, our federal government basically keeps Native Americans poor and in an open-air fucking cage, similar to, uh, you know, the Gaza Strip or the West Bank uh, in Israel and Palestine. Um, this is uh, the quote-unquote ideal version not ideal in that they have fair access to things that they should have but ideal in that they are allowed to use their historic like their traditional forms of governance to decide things for themselves they are granted their own sovereignty um now tc energy did apparently receive uh permission from Wet'suwet'en representatives uh, to install the coastal gas link through their land. Now, this is where it gets complicated. <laughs> so, the representatives that signed these um, these agreements, right, uh, they were members of band councils. Band councils are elected from each band. Um, the Wet'suwet'en have five clans, of which there are multiple bands that make up the clan. Uh so these lower representatives, essentially, who are elected, 
Um, they're the ones who said, yeah, TC Energy gets to come in here. They get to build Coastal Gas Link. Uh, they get to, you know, ravage the countryside. Um, the problem is... So not only are band councils not part of traditional Wet'suwet'en governance, there was actually a system uh, established by the Canadian government in the early 1800s as a way of managing uh, native populations, similar to the way um, that we set up the Office of Indian Affairs and things like that in America. It's it's a way for the government to go like, sure, here's your freedom. You get it in this very specific box, and we make all the rules. So that's what band councils are. So a lot of... Uh, indigenous That's people and First is, Nations Colin. people they take umbrage with the concept of band councils um, and, and more specifically than that than that kind of like personal you know political view of whether or not these are legitimate governing bodies because uh, obviously they still exist and people are still elected to them um, the argument that's being made here by the Wet'suwet'en is that these band councils do not have authority over the land the only people that have the authority are the five house chiefs um that each one for each clan that actually directly oversee the land, that these are the executives who have the authority to grant and revoke access to this land to allow somebody to build on it. And that these band councils that basically TC energy signed a contract that had no legitimate authority backing it up, that these people aren't able to make those decisions that they never had the authority to do so. Um, the problem <laughs> that goes from here is that TC energy is like, well, we have a signed agreement, so we're just going to keep doing this. So they move forward with their construction. Um, and what's the wet and respond, you know, wh what else can you do when people are plowing through the forests that you use to feed yourself and your family, to stay warm in the winter, to build your fucking homes. In a lot of cases, what are you going to do? You have to do something. Your home is being invaded. You'll be starved and beaten off your land, which is something they've made a point to avoid and fight, actively fight against for hundreds of years now. This so is yet another act of survival. Exactly. So they move forward with these construction, this construction, despite these protests. And at this point, it has been very clearly articulated to TC Energy. You do not have permission to be here. We do not agree to this construction. We don't want you to come on our land. They come anyway. So they, they set up these construction sites. They have, the, they have a lot of heavy machinery. Uh, they have a lot of excavators. And so what do the Wet'suwet'en do? They show up at the construction sites. They say, hey, hey, you got to get the fuck out of here. This is your notice of eviction. You need to leave. If you don't leave, we're going to show you we mean business. And that is exactly the way uh, they, that they say it. Uh, and it's in the articles that I've read, is mm -hmm. we mean business. We'll show you we're serious. And so they'll they'll do things like they, they occupy these camps. They prevent work from being done. They'll disconnect batteries um, from uh, heavy machinery operating. All peaceful. They're not hurting anybody. That's the thing that needs to be made clear here. These people arguably are well within their rights to violently respond to... Yeah, isn't, like, isn't like the whole thing with like the Second Amendment... And, well, this uh, is Canada. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, shut the fuck up. It's, oh, it, I forgot. It's it, Canada. It, to the point of what Colin is saying, like I said, this is an invasion of your home. Another invasion yeah. of your home. Exactly. Yeah. So, after you've gotten kicked off of every piece of land and your ancestors have gotten kicked off every piece of land that was decent, and they gave you the shittiest piece of land possible, so that way you well, can this isn't, die on Well, this is not a reservation. This is their traditional homeland. This is yeah. where they are from. So this, this, they haven't been forced onto like a res. This, this, it's a little bit different. Canada. A good way to think about First Nations people in Canada, it's like if natives in America, in, in the United States, and Black people were essentially the same ethnic group, because there is a historical prejudice against them in all in all law enforcement, like severe. Um, you see it in things like fucking Robert Picton being able to murder like dozens of indigenous prostitutes um people being forced into that kind of survival work because that's all that they're allowed because they're barred from everywhere else because they're native because they're indigenous because they're first nations um and nobody caring them being less dead um you know the men being seen as violent or as aggressive just for existing you know 
it's a lot of the same kind of thoughts and feelings that people have about uh, black people in America and the way that they're treated by the system and by law enforcement. So it, it's you're right, but it's it's a little different. And there's a lot more built-in, you know, baggage there. Um, so they, you know, what they the Wet'suwet'en they they respond. They occupy these construction sites. They blockade forest roads. They you know they fell trees. Um, they'll park their personal personal vehicles across the road um, to keep more machinery from getting because this is like really treacherous land for people that aren't familiar with it. It's hard to get big machinery and big vehicles through here unless you're going on these forest roads so that they actually are able to kind of treat them like choke points uh, in a way um now sorry just one second now at this point tc energy is not only in violation of wetsuwet'en sovereignty but also the ruling through the canadian supreme court that formalized that sovereignty TC Energy responded to them, you know, with, with this, this nonviolent, peaceful protest that they're doing, just defending their fucking land. TC Energy responded in kind, much in the same way that Enbridge responded uh, and their brutal, brutalization of the uh, Ashinabe that, that we discussed in uh, part four of the oil series and that we again touched on this episode by taking the RCMP, you know, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police. Uh, and basically treating them as an, uh, a private paramilitary force. Yeah. Um, acting on the authority of a three-year-old injunction by a Canadian court, um, the RCMP basically have free reign to raid and patrol the Wet'suwet'en territory at will to ensure the structure of coastal gas link. So anything that they determine that, is a th- that, that they determine is a threat to coastal gas link being built gives them the authority to basically raid and arrest and assault people with impunity. Let me be clear. This is in every sense an illegal invasion of a separate country funded not by a government, but a private company with the RCMP acting as their personal army. That is what this is. The Wet'suwet'en are not part of Canada. They are also... It is worth noting that, um, yes, tribal sovereignty is very important, and they are a very distinct nation, an entire country and government apart from Canada. Um, The RCMP are federal employees of the Canadian government. This is Mm -hmm. not a local police force. This is not a county police force. Like, this isn't the sheriff. These are federal employees. They are acting with the full authority of the federal government without the backing of the federal government because they're being supported by this, you know, TC energy. They are still the RCMP. It is like if the FBI came in and started the kicking in the doors of homes of union organizers here in the United States. Yeah, they're fucking bloodthirsty psycho. And in fact, we do have, uh, and we'll we'll put this in the show notes as well. I I did get a link. We have a video um, from some some Wet'suwet'en land defenders uh, they'd established what they refer to as Coyote Camp, which is a, a, a camp that's uh, off of Forest Road uh, past uh, a checkpoint um, that they've been using to kind of prevent some of this invasion into their fucking nation. Um, and the RCMP literally uh, take axes and chainsaws that they found in the camp. They chop their fucking front door down um, and then they hold them at gunpoint with assault rifles and arrest an elderly woman and uh, two young activists um, just right there. Uh, they're on their personal fucking property. They are well within their rights to be there as much or as long as they'd fucking like to. And federal Canadian federal employees acting on behalf of a private company are brutalizing them and literally pointing guns in their fucking faces. Um, in service of no law, in service of no portion of public. No, safety. they're not committing a crime. In fact, the RCMP is actively committing a crime. TC yep. Energy is actively committing a crime, and yet law enforcement is doing it for them because it's all in the name of capital. Paid TC Energy is a mass, as massive ties as, as Tyler mentioned to the Canadian government. There's a lot of fucking money getting passed around. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so it's also worth saying that like, as much as they're being paid, there's no one above the RCMP to punish them. You wonder who investigates no. the RCMP? The, the RCMP. RCMP. Yeah. yeah, they're not it's like going to say like, anything yeah. about this yeah. because. They're all getting paid. They don't give a fuck. They're not going to stop themselves. 
Everybody like the, in the RCMP like, is benefiting yeah. from this. It's like internal affairs for the FBI. Oh They're my like, god, what a fucking that. They didn't do yeah, internal affairs. We investigated affairs. ourselves. We're well, fine. Hey, I think the best person to investigate this is the guy that used to be part of this explicitly and is now part of it implicitly. Explicitly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember well, when I was in narcotics. That was, what, two years ago? Yeah, well, I'm sure I'll give you a fair investigation. Well, would you look at that? I All didn't find any wrongdoing. Fell in the shredder. Dude, uh, I love that wow. shit. Dude, speak, speaking of fucking investigating yourselves, there's this fucking blue check jackass on Twitter who's like, uh, it was it was right before uh, the 22nd. He's like, or no, it was on the 22nd. He's like, ready for leftists to freak out about something and scaremonger about assassination and a fake conspiracy. And then in his bio, it's like former CIA field officer. <laughs> it's like. It's a way to fucking tell on yourself. So somebody sure somebody responded fake. to him, and they're like, "Aren't didn't you used to work for the CIA?" And he and he his literal reply was, "Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> I'm glad we got geniuses at Langley. We got some real 140 IQ boys down there at Quantico." It's I mean to be I, fair, it is just a it's it's a disinformation tactic. I, it, it, I mean, knowing, I think... Yeah, so, like, he doesn't genuinely believe that there's no fucking bias there. He knows. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of these guys are just like... what? What's what's the thing uh, that, like, the only two things that can get you... Uh, that they'll, they'll disqualify you for uh, when you apply to be a cop is uh, failing the psyche eval too severely and passing the intelligence eval too well. Yeah. If you fail it too much, they just send you to ICE. That's actually true. A lot of a lot of ICE field agents are guys that applied to other law enforcement bodies, uh, but failed psyche valves. Yep, and you always got the border patrol. I mean, the, oh, yeah, always. ICE. Yeah, they would they would hire us. I love. Don't you guys love when you live in a country where the president has a personal army? I think it's great. I'm so glad that that exists. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we we've, we've we've talked a lot. So we're we're gonna wrap up because uh, I need to drink now. Uh, I need to forget. So, uh, in the same way that Chevron uh, has acted through its public official proxies of Judge Kaplan and Judge Preska, members of the Federalist Society, of which mm-hmm. Chevron is a massive donor, uh, to punish Stephen Donzinger, who has been in prison, federal prison, mm-hmm. uh, since October 27th, after almost three years under house arrest, Amazon and Bridge. TC Energy and their backers act through the law enforcement bodies that they contract. It's the same fucking thing where a private company is co-opting a piece of the government. The idea that portions of the government, a body established to protect the lives and rights of its citizens, can be bought and directed to legally enact violence for the sake of corporate profit is obscene. And th- and let me let this be made perfectly crystal fucking clear. That is why they are paying cops to do this. Because if it was a private security firm like G or the Academy, where the fuck it's called now, or the Pinkertons, there might actually be some blowback. Because guess what? When security firms beat the shit out of you, that's assault. When a cop beats the shit out of you, there it, there's no crime because yeah, they're allowed to. Immunity. Exactly. There's legal there defense the legal already built into, the law, and right. that's why I think um, we're not going to see the full RoboCop. We're like the cops are a company now and they don't work for the government. It's like, no, they'll still work for the government because then they'll be able to be protected by them. Uh, they'll, they'll just, just do, take plenty of They'll just work. do all the same shit as if they were private and the only consideration of them being public is lip service. Um, and, you know, if, if law enforcement is allowed to act in the interest of corporations and then selectively enforce the law to serve those interests, should they not lose those legal protections to commit violence while doing so? Should they not lose, hey, guess what? You weren't actually acting pr- to, you know, defend, you know, f- like the law. You weren't actually preventing the law from being broken. You were, in the case of Amazon, just working, being paid there off duty in police squad cars, in mm-hmm. uniform, with your service weapon, all paid for by taxpayers, but actively saying, I'm not on duty and there's no law being broken. But you're there anyway. Well, guess what? If anything happens, you don't get qualified immunity because you just said you're not here in a in an actual governmental capacity. You're acting as a private citizen right now. Great. You're gonna if you commit assault, fucking send your ass to prison. Because I I'm a firm believer that the only people in prison should be cops. Let them figure it yeah. out. Yeah. And 
you know, if, if through decisions like Citizens United, corporations are afforded the rights and the freedoms of an individual, why aren't they accountable for criminal action as an individual would be? If I go out tomorrow and I pay somebody to beat somebody up or I pay somebody to shoot somebody with a rubber bullet or, or mace somebody or kick somebody's fucking door down, not only does that person get in trouble, I get in trouble. That's, that's a fucking crime. But Enbridge... episode one there. Exactly! Exactly! That's what I'm talking about! It's all connected! Amazon, Enbridge, TC Energy, and the countless others that we didn't talk about but are doing the exact same thing, they're not being held accountable because the people that they've chosen to commit this violence on their behalf aren't being held accountable. You know, Democrats love talking about accountability. There's no fucking accountability. Nobody's being held accountable. There are no consequences unless you're too poor or too not white. To That's it. Those are the only people that ever face any consequences. That's why we have things like cash bail. Yep. yep. That's the episode. That's it. <laughs> Did you guys have a good time? You enjoying yourself? Yep. Oh, yeah. I'd love to thank our sponsors for today's episode, TC Energy and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I'd like to thank yep. uh, my personal sponsor. Uh, this is not for the show. It's just for me personally. They subsidize my lifestyle, Raytheon. And their new Raytheon ballistic knife missile, I would just like to say... RX-9, what a great missile. Big fan, big fan. You can kill so many Yemeni children uh, at the wedding. You can kill so many Yemeni first responders. And then you can kill so many uh, Yemeni funeral goers with that big Raytheon knife missile. It's a real fucking thing. I really wish we were joking about the Raytheon I wish I missile. could ever... I wish it wasn't real. It's a real thing that our, our government has spent real tax dollars on and you should be mad yep. about. Well, don't worry, guys. Trump's not in office. Guys, don't worry. Democrats, they need your money. They need your donations now more than ever to make sure that Roe v. Wade doesn't get stripped. Even though Hillary Clinton's running mate was pro-fucking-life. You fucking losers. Fucking hacks. Before the podcast just devolves into howling into microphones, we're going to go ahead and cut it off here. I'm going to slap BLM on an ICBM. Thank you once again for listening uh, to Worst in the Industry. Check us out on the socials. Send us an email if you feel like. Please send us emails. We really want to do a listener yeah, episode. Yeah, we'd love to hear about oh, listener emails. Uh, um, shout, out, shout out to a new listener. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Chad, who uh, I've been a Discord friend with for a little while. Uh, Chad. Talked to him recently. And uh, he started listening to our podcast. He says he really likes it. So shout hey, out to nice. you, buddy. I feel weird Thank advertising you, it to, to people that I know. I feel like I don't want to be like, listen to me scream. It feels masturbatory. It feels really masturbatory. I know I totally look like the kind of guy that would do a podcast. Did you know I do a podcast? I'm. Do we want to talk about the Discord server real quick? Uh, yes. That'll 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 yeah that'll Discord server's coming up. I got rules written for it. You got rules written? Cool. Discord server's coming up this week. I basically wrote the Constitution for the the Discord server. I'm the Thomas. I'm putting a hard deadline on this. Discord server's going up this week. I'm the Thomas Jefferson of this Discord server. Blaine's week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I love you. (laughs) 